All right, here we are. We're back. We are back. We were just here 30 seconds ago recording, and now we started over. Yeah, it crashed. It, oh, and burned. Yeah, it sure <laughs> did crash and burn. Um, what's up, everybody? We are here uh, kicking off our uh, end-of-the-year coverage with some some uh, something different. We're going to do a... Uh, we're going to look back at every single movie we, we watch for the pod. Um, we got a little bracket set up, and we're going to put them head-to-head, and we're going to see who was the... Uh, what was the best movie we watched for the pod this year? There's some contenders. There are some contenders. Dark City is not winning. It might. Don't let, don't let our friend have this. So this is how we're going to do it. Um, well, first of all, before we get into that, I want to apologize uh, for uh, us missing our Wednesday. We've been pretty consistent with having an episode out every single Wednesday. Um, it is Wednesday night as we record this. Holidays kind of fucked our shit up. So People forgive. They forgive. They forget. Live and let live. Live and let... <laughs> I don't know how that necessarily <laughs> applies. Um, we won't get too into anything, but did you watch anything? Much. Uh, let's give it... Do the quick rundown on what you watched. Uh, I've been doing a Predator marathon besides AVP. My God. Well, AVP is better than some of the Predator movies. Yeah, but I wanted to... I didn't want to sit there for days. Whatever. Son so of a did bitch. Predator 1, 2, Predators... And The Predator. I gotta finish with Prey. Uh, I love the autistic child predator in The Predator. Dope. Uh, watched The Master for the first time. Is that Paul Thomas Anderson? Yeah, that's maybe his second best movie. i never seen it. What's his first? There Will Be Blood. I thought you were gonna say Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights is awesome. Epic penis. <laughs> Huge rod. I <laughs> uh, watched Ex Machina. The good, good flick. Still holds up. Classical. I didn't watch it, but I thought about it, and I fucking hate American Beauty. I saw someone talking about it, and I was like, this movie fucking sucks dick, man. Jules, Jules loves that movie, and she had me watch it. It was it was interesting. Pretty insane in retrospect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, <laughs> some things in it have not aged well, for sure. Epstein resident, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Do, doing weird Kevin Spacey shit. Did you see the interview he did with Tucker Carlson as his character from uh, no, man. House of Cards? No. It's insane. Uh, let's keep it moving. It's so insane. Is that it for you? That is it for me. Um, so I watched Poor Things. Uh, I loved it. It was awesome. It would probably be in my top five movies of the year, which is coming out on our next episode, which we already f- recorded <laughs> just because it's a really long one and we had to coordinate <coughs> with like a bunch of guests on um, so we had to record it a couple weeks ago, so it did not make it in my top five on there, but I will say it was definitely a top five movie. If, if I had seen it before we recorded that episode, it would be on there. Yeah. I mentioned this last week. I think it would have been on mine too. Um, probably my number two. I don't know about that, but it definitely would have been in my top five. And then, uh, I watched a uh, deep cover with Lawrence Fishburne. You ever seen it? Oh, old school movie. Good flick. Yeah. Old Dope school. flick. I haven't seen it in a long time. It was sick. I feel like it used to be on like uh, I don't fucking know like AMC or some shit. I went to watch it or and TMZ, uh, whatever it's called. TM no AM not TMZ. Is it AMC? TMZ is the the tabloid. No, the the movie channel, American movie channel or whatever the fuck. Turner Classic Movies. Yeah, TCM? there we go. There we go. Turner. My fault. My fault. Classical films. Uh, I went to watch it and it was like free with ads on Fubo. So I clicked, dude, Fubo's awesome. So I clicked Fubo and it was <laughs> not this uh, deep cover. It was like an. It was some Bollywood movie that had the same name. Oh. And I, 
I don't know. I didn't watch it. I got like a minute in and I was like, this is not the correct film. <laughs> All right. So let's get into this bracket. Um, so this is the way it's going to work. We set up the bracket. We put all the movies that we watched uh, into a randomizer. So it completely randomized the order of the movies um, as far as what would get put with what. So that was completely randomly computer generated. Dan and I, when we get to each uh, head-to-head, are going to see if we agree. If we don't agree, we're going to try to make an argument, see if we can convince the other for why one movie should beat out the other one. Um, And if we can't, we each are going to get two uh, vetoes that we can use. That's right. To just shut the other guy down. Um, if and when we hit a tiebreaker where we have both used our two vetoes and we need to break the tie. We let one person be the bigger man. Yeah. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. We'll let one person be the bigger man. We'll, we'll let somebody be humble. Yeah. Take a bow. Yeah. All right, so let's jump into it. So because we had 36... Oh, and also there were two episodes we did um, where we looked at a film series, one of them being Star Wars and the other one being Wallace and Gromit, and we picked the movie that we feel like best represents the entire series. So for Wallace and Gromit, we did The Wrong Trousers, and for Star Wars, we did Empire Strikes Back. Um and because we had 36 movies, there are like a couple weird ones where they just got like a, a bye week to start. Like they're just automatically advancing. Um, the first one we're starting off with, which it just advances automatically, is uh, Escape from New York. Um, I, don't, I don't know that this movie would have beat out too many that we did for me, personally. Yeah, I, I feel like it would be pretty... Uh... It would get beaten in the first round. Yeah, probably. But luckily, it is uh, it has been granted a pass, and it is moving on to the second round. Oh, that was the wrong one. Nope, that was the wrong nope. one too. There we go. Um. Yeah. So let me go ahead and do. We have for. I wish you guys could see what we see because we have this. We'll put it up. We yeah. We'll yeah. put it up. We're editing it live on air, too. Just to keep track. All right, so Escape from New York has made it to round two on the uh, strength of it being the uh, only movie that it... It's not up against anything else. So here we got our first head-to-head. You want to read this one, Dan? Blue Ruin versus Empire Strikes Back. I'm going Empire. Yeah, I am, too. A lot of this is going to end up being like apples and oranges. I mean, it's really hard to compare those two movies. Um... It's not fair to Blue Ruin. No, Blue. I mean, that's just the. It's the name just, of the game, but it's the, it's the nature of the beast. Sometimes you just go up against the Empire Strikes Back. In the same way that Escape from New York is not gonna beat much, Empire Strikes Back is gonna beat a lot of things. Probably, we'll see. Anything could happen. Do you think I made the right call in picking Empire Strikes Back? You should have picked Episode One, Phantom Menace. I'm gonna slap you. <laughs> um, listen, or Solo. Blue Ruin, great flick. Amazing movie. Yeah. Um, but we sang its praises. We did, but Empire's Empire's just the Empire Strikes Back is so classical, man. They struck back. They did strike back. You I, you get the big reveal. You do. He is Luke's father. And with that, Empire moves on. All right. 
Well, oh, there we go. We're still learning how to operate this machine. Um, all right, next up, we got Tremors and the Warriors. So this is this one. This, this one, is a hard one. Yeah, this is one that I had to actually put some thought into. Um, both movies are great. I think that both movies have like a you know, and these movies are kind of ones sci-fi and the other one's not but they're a little bit closer related in genre you know action um, action yeah um wh- what are your initial thoughts on on these two movies going head to head i kind of want to lean towards the warriors since it's more influential but i gotta go with tremors i think i like it more so i also went with tremors so we're in agreement there that's an easy one um the thing about tremors compared to the Warriors to me is this. Tremors is really... I know we said this when we watched it. Tremors is like... is so rewatchable. You know what I mean? It's it's really... The, the Warriors is a movie that... I'm not going to say it's not rewatchable, but if I see the Warriors one time, I'm like good on it for a while. If I watched the Warriors and a friend came over and they were like, yo... What were you watching? I was like, oh, I just finished The Warriors. And they're like, oh, I'd never seen it. I'd be like, oh, you should definitely check it out. If a friend comes over and is like, what did you watch yesterday? And I'm like, Tremors. And they're like, I'd never seen it. I'm like, okay with being like, sit your ass down on the couch We're gonna and watching it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's fair. I would do both, but I won't leave my friend hanging. I'm just built different. It's for the purpose of the exercise here, brother. My bad. I didn't mean to undermine you like that. <laughs> it is what it is. But Tremors is moving on. Tremors is, in fact, moving on. Those worms are moving up. They, they are moving up. Let's move Tremors over. Oh. All right. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't realize you had to hold it down. Abusing the fucking... Abusing the goddamn... All right, read sound, off the Sound shit. machine. Um... All right, so next up we have... Oh, we have to pause real quick. Oh, why? We got a friend here? Robert's here. Robert. Let him in. Let him come and say what's up. What up? What's up? You want to be on the pod? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> what's up? See ya. <laughs> a guest appearance by one RTW. Mr. FYA. Mr. FYA. Mr. Rebirth Records. Mr. Bob Wilson. Dropping Mr. Off, down. Dropping off some uh, some records for the kid. For the Swedish kids. He's got the bullshit records here. They're mine now. Great. They ain't making them. Great band. Great record. Excited to see him six, seven times next week. Shall be dope. Mashallah. All right. Anyways. So <laughs> next up, Blade Runner versus... Shutter Island. Um, so my initial thoughts here, this one is also pretty... I feel like a lot of these first round picks are going to be pretty easy and not take much discussion. Um, but I'm I'm going Blade Runner. Uh, are we in agreement on that or are you... I mean, that's one of my all-time favorite movies. I, I can't not go with Blade Runner. So I'm going with Shutter Island. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, it is interesting that we have a uh, Ridley Scott versus uh, Scorsese, two you know classical directors. One has a immensely better filmography. Yeah, but in this in case, terms of quality, but this is probably the best 
Well, I don't know if this is the best Ridley Scott movie. We may find out later. They may go head to head. There's some other Anything Ridley Scott flicks. There's a few Ridley Scott flicks on. Anything could happen. All right, so are we in agreement that Blade Runner is uh, beating out Shutter Island? Blade Runner is beating off Shutter Island. You're a sick fuck, brother. <laughs> I should have never shown this motherfucker how to do that. <laughs> All right, so Blade Runner advances to the next round. Um, next up we got... Army of Darkness and Videodrome. This may be the first one we disagree on. Or maybe we won't disagree. Um, this one makes sense. They're both have, you know, horror vibes linking up. Um, Two very good directors. Cronenberg, Sam Raimi. Yeah. You know what? I'm going Army of Darkness. Yeah. I, I too, selected Army of Darkness. I think Videodrome is a really good movie, but again, this comes down to like... This comes down to rewatchability. Army of Darkness is a very easy movie to watch. Videodrome is like... Kind of takes a lot of focus and energy. You gotta be locked in. You gotta be locked in. Army of Darkness is like five friends over on a Saturday night eating pizza. Put a, Let's throw a flick on type movie, you know? Yep. Which like Videodrome is just not that. And that's not to say I'm always gonna prioritize those kind of movies. But when I like two movies about the same, it's kind of it's kind of my default is gonna be to go to which one's more rewatchable. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. Uh, congratulations, Sam Raimi and Army of Darkness. All right, enough, <laughs> son of a bitch. All right, uh, next up we have our next um, freebie, um, Dawn of the Dead. Congratulations, is, Dawn congratulations, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead is just moving on to the next round. Uh, that's rightfully just, so. It would have beaten whatever was going up against it. Mm, we'll see about that, but. Okay, you want to read the next one, Dan? Next up, we have two interesting movies. Void of the Immortal and Hard Boiled. Two movies that sucked ass. And uh... You think Hard Boiled sucked ass? No, it was awesome. It was way better than Blade of the Immortal. Yeah. I think we're both going hard, hard boiled here. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it was safe to assume Blade of the Immortal was probably going to get knocked out early in this competition. If the movie was just the beginning and the end... It would have, it might have sweeped. Yeah. It could have sweeped. Instead, it's getting left in the dust. First round, just just dunked on. Just absolutely dunked on. All right. Congratulations, Hard Boiled. And John Woo. You're really going to abuse this uh, applause button. Listen, somebody has to clap. You're kind of a motherfucker for that, huh? It is what it is. All right. Um, next up. Again, these these are moving really fast because there's really little or no discussion. We on talked a lot about of these. this. Go yeah. back and listen. Yeah, but I'm just saying the these these early uh, these early rounds. It's just like the, the the kind of mid to crappy movies are getting knocked off quick. I also, you know what? I'm looking at this. We definitely <laughs> forgot a movie. What? Oh. No, wait, Die Hard's up there. We definitely forgot Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So did the rest of the world. Yeah, that's all right. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles... It would have gotten beaten off. Yeah. Well, enough. <laughs> it would have it gotten left out. So, uh, 
And doing a 37 bracket would have been way harder than a 36. So uh, as you guys can tell, we're flying by the seat of our pants here with this one. We got this locked down. Yeah, we're not. We know exactly what we're doing. We got this locked down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so next up, the thing in pitch black. This is. A, can com- you say the thing like Chet Hanks would? The ting. <laughs> like M. Dot R. Wood. <laughs> Legend. All right. Um, so yeah, the thing. Moving on. That's pretty. Uh, yeah. That's sorry, pretty- sorry, Vin. Well, I guess not. He's in a bad place right now. Yeah. This is for the thing. Not yeah. Vin Diesel. Not Vin Diesel. No. All right, um, next one, Edge of Quarrel versus Shin Godzilla. This is another apples and oranges situation. Yeah, it's clearly Edge of Quarrel. Yeah. Um, all right, Shin Godzilla is moving on. Thank you, Shin Godzilla. Uh, Edge of Quarrel might be in the bottom five movies we watched this. We should talk about the bottom five at the end of this. Yeah, we can Because we could easily do that. All right, congratulations, Shin Godzilla. All right, next up, we have Ridley Scott again, Alien, and Enter the Dragon. Um, this sucks to have to, I mean, I think that it pretty obviously, I know Alien, would you say Alien's your favorite movie, Dan? Yeah, Alien slash Aliens. I think, I, I feel like it's unfair to pick those two, but like, they literally go right into each other. Yeah. And the vibe is maybe a little bit different, which we'll, we'll get to next year, mm-hmm. but uh yeah, I got I got to pick. I got to give it up to Mr. Scott, the British almost legend. What is? It, what do you mean? Is he British? Yeah. Is he almost British? No, he's just almost a legend. He fumbled the bag. He's Ridley Scott's a legend, bro. All right. <laughs> All um, right, Napoleon. But I feel I. I feel <laughs> I feel bad that Enter the Dragon is just getting knocked out because Enter the Dragon the second is- time Bruce Lee lost. First time was when he died. Good lord. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Enter the Dragon is a is a dope flick. Um Yeah, watch it. It's got a lot of style. I think it would beat out a lot of these for me. Um I think out of all these ones that are getting knocked off right away, Enter the Dragon would have beaten most of them and made it to the second round. I think besides Blade Runner and Empire and the thing, yeah. No, I'm saying those ones made it to the second round. I'm talking no. about. Oh, you're saying you would pick it over any other movie here besides those yeah. on this side of the bracket? Whoa. Yeah. That's damn. Well, congrats. The Xenomorphs. Yeah, Alien made it. All right. Now we're moving on to the other side of the bracket where we have uh, another uh, movie that gets a free pass uh, Godzilla 2000. Godzilla 2000 just moving right along. Let's be honest. This probably would have been. Beaten off in the first round. Stop saying that. <laughs> You're being weird. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a good movie. I would I would say Godzilla 2000 is probably among the most mid of all the movies we watched this year. I think, I think that's fair. But yeah. mid isn't bad. No, not necessarily. Mid can be fun, and this movie's fun. Oh, you know what? You know how we're gonna do a tiebreaker if we if we if we need to. Mm. We're gonna go see which. We're gonna go look at the plays for each episode and see which whichever episode had more of you guys. <laughs> oh, interested that's in good. It. T- put it in the, the hands of the people. We're flying by the seat of our pants here. We're no, making we're not. this up as we go along. Stop it. We got it locked down. Yeah, we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah, this yeah. hours before. Yeah, months ago. All right. Um, next up, we got Mad Max Two versus Gremlins. I got to give it up for my man Max. I was thinking you were gonna go Gremlins. 
I think Mad Max 2 is the better movie. Gremlins is incredible. I think in the grand scheme of cinema, Mad Max 2. I'm going to go Gremlins. We have our first disagreement. All right. <laughs> so here's, here's my thought process. Mad Max 2 is probably marginally a better movie than Gremlins. Mad Max 2 is another movie, though, that it can be a bit of a chore to watch. Gremlins and, and Mad Max also suffers from being a movie that is a big fish in a giant pond. Like how many sci-fi action movies are there out there? They're so fucking not many. enough. Well, we yeah, need I more. Agree. I agree. I mean, I that this is he, neither here nor there, brother. That's a conversation for another day. The point being that we we have so many sci-fi action movies that Mad Max is not above the it's not like s tier for the genre you know what i mean gremlins is like i think mad max is mad max 2 mad max 2 is what we're discussing here is maybe one of the more influential movies that we've done in the list aesthetically maybe it does it definitely does it definitely influences a lot of what we come to think of as like the post-apocalyptic imagery but like, like I said, there's so many other sci-fi action movies out there. And to me, Gremlins is something so different from everything else because of the way it blends like different genres to truly be its own thing. What other movies are out there like Gremlins? Small Soldiers? What else? There's not much. There, there are. It's a there's tr- like this, some fucking rip-off movie called Critters. Good lord. It's the same thing, just with like little hairy balls. It's pause. It's not what uh, you think. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess I would have to concede though that Mad Max Two is pretty much one of the most influential movies as far as what we have come to understand as like like the Fallout games wouldn't exist without Mad Max. Fury Road wouldn't exist. Well, yeah, but that's it's the same. <laughs> All right. Furiosa wouldn't I, exist. I, I, I'm willing to concede that Mad Max 2 is, can beat out Gremlins. I was really expecting you to go Gremlins on that one for some reason. I subverted your expectation. I'm you sorry. Did. All right, well. Congrats, George Miller and Mad Max 2. Thank you. Thank you for a good movie. The people love it. All right. Next up. This isn't even... <laughs> <laughs> this is even like a fair competition. This is Fantastic Four, the unreleased movie versus Nope. Yeah. I mean, uh, nope. Pretty, I, I got nothing to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty easy. Nope is moving on. Um, we don't even have to really discuss that. Fantastic Four was fun for what it was. I don't... All right. <laughs> Fantastic Four was fun for what it was, as we said. But I mean... It's That's like, one of the worst movies we watched this it's year. It's barely a real movie. I'm, uh, I don't know. I think I would take... We'll, we'll get into this. We'll, we'll, we'll get into this. We're saving it for the end. We'll save it for the end. Um, okay. Uh, next up, this is one we are 100% going to disagree on, I believe. Yep. Uh, we got The Prestige versus The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Dan, I'm assuming that you're going to go Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I have to. Well, I'm going The Prestige. Which I understand. So... Let's talk about it here. Let's see if one of us is willing to sway the other one. What if I use my veto? You can. We can. Let's discuss it first, though, so we have something <laughs> for, 
for this fucking <laughs> podcast for people to fucking listen to. Here's my thing, and I'm trying to be objective here. Obviously, I don't like horror movies. I've said that from Jump Street. I don't like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I love the Prestige, but I think from a very objective standpoint, the Prestige is the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre story is very bare bones. The Prestige is like a fucking juggernaut of storytelling. Plot twists. The plot twists are so good. The writing is so tight. The character development is incredible. Do you think the magicians could beat Leatherface? Yes. Show your homework. Why? What do you mean, bro? They would simply clone themselves to be like a million of them, and then they would just jump him and whoop his ass. Yeah, but he has farmer strength. Farmer strength can cannot. First of all, Hugh Jackman is like six four in Australian. He's six four. Yeah, he's a big motherfucker. I thought he was like five three. Because he's Wolverine. Wolverine is short. Wolverine is short. Hugh Jackman short is king. tall. Anyways, um, <laughs> I think I think to me the Prestige is. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't rely on vibes or aesthetic or any sort of flair, but it does have that. It is shot like a Christopher Nolan movie and it looks like a Christopher Nolan movie, but the heart and soul of the movie is the acting is incredible, the storytelling is incredible, the plot, the plot twists, the cast. I think it's a little bit different from his usual (laughs) movies. Okay. It relies so heavily on the twist. Besides maybe... Memento? Yeah. I think this is a movie that relies so heavily on the twist. Because the Batman but, movies aren't like twists. Yeah, yeah, no. But it, it relies so heavily on the twist, but it also doesn't. Because it's not like Shutter Island where we said, after you know the twist, the movie is diminished. I no, could, the twist makes the movie I could watch better. The Prestige over and over again. Especially knowing what you know, you watch it and you're like, fuck, dude, it's so smart the way he left all the little, blood cr- the little breadcrumbs. Yeah, I agree. I don't know, man. You can make a case if you want, but I think you're going to be hard-pressed to... Uh, I mean, Texas Chainsaw defined a whole style of movies, whereas The Prestige is just a very good mystery movie. Very good drama movie. Yeah. And, like, it didn't really inspire much, you know? In the grand scheme of, like, movies to come out, Texas Chainsaw is the first of its kind, you know? It's the first of its kind, and it defined a whole fucking style of movie. And it's like a grindhouse movie that somehow became a massive hit. It's cool. You're gonna have guy in a wheelchair that gets killed. That's cool. One of us is gonna have to use one of our vetoes here. Veto. You using your veto? Even though it doesn't matter. (laughs) All right. (laughs) It doesn't matter what what happens next, but it don't matter. All right, so Dan is using his veto to uh, knock the prestige off. I have three left. No, you have one left, you son of a bitch. Texas Chainsaw Massacre (laughs) is moving on to round two. Yeah, all right. Quick one. All right, next up, we have Lady Snowblood and Blade Runner 2049. I think this is an easy one. Uh, I will say, though, Lady Snowblood, another one that... Dope soul. Similar to Enter the Dragon. Uh, Cool flick. It sucks. It it just got a bad matchup early on because it could beat out some of these other movies, I think. But um, Blade Runner 2049 is... You know. It's perfect. Yeah. Shout out to Denny. 
Congratulations. I can't wait to see what you do with Dune 2 coming March 2024. Yep. Thank God there's a, a date. And he's already worked and finished on the script for Messiah, the third one. Whoa. I thought it was only two. I don't know shit about the books. I can't re- read at all. Damn, that's crazy. Thank you. We could get you to a like, Sylvan Learning Center or something, you know? I got hooked on phonics for Christmas. I can, I can make it. It's dope. They still make it. Thank God. Some of these kids need it, brother. I need it. I've seen some of these new kids at shows, and they need it. They need deodorant. They need deodorant. They need hooked on phonics. <laughs> and they need a copy of fucking We're Not In This Alone. They need that. They need True Till Death. If you the gave, original mix. If you gave a kid at, if you, if you gave a kid <laughs> at his first hardcore show. A kid at Bonks. A kid a at Bonks. A Bonks. A new kid at their first. It's their, it's their first year going to hardcore shows. They're at Bonks. If I could give them three things, it would be a co- a, an, a, an LP. It would be an LP copy of We're Not In This Alone. So, so they first can, press? For, it doesn't matter. They just need to be able to look at it and listen to it and read the lyrics. One, that. Two, deodorant. Three, hooked on phonics. The scene would be in a much better place. I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. Anyways, um, so... Die Hard. Die Hard is another one that's just getting a free pass. Um, it's moving on to the next round. Congratulations, Bruce Willis. He's still with us. This is this is for the movie. This is for him still being with us. All right, next up, this <laughs> this one is gonna be pretty easy. Yeah, obviously it's we got the Matrix. The, the Matrix Ricky versus Ricky O. Matrix. Yeah, but. I mean, if you can find Ricky O, you should watch it because it is a it's a high testosterone ride. It's pretty stupid. Um, yeah. So we're we're Matrix is moving on. Thank you to the Wachowskis for their contrib- contribution <laughs> yeah. to this list. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, we got three ten to Yuma versus Brawl and Cell Block ninety nine. I want to be a dickhead so bad and go Brawl, but I can't because three ten to Yuma is. An incredible movie. Yeah, 310 to Yuma fucking rocks. I feel like it would be a disservice to myself. Yeah. I don't want to let myself down. 310 to Yuma is a movie that just ends with such hope and... Um, Russell Crowe. It does end with Russell Crowe. But it ends on a very, um, you know, optimistic note. Brawl and Cell Block 99, there is not a single glimmer of optimism in this flick. But a dude does get curb stomped into a toilet. And his head comes off. And that, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I like when people get decapitated. There's not that many decapitations nowadays. Fair enough. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so uh, being that we're not completely miserable bastards, we will be going with 310 to Yuma. Are we in agreements for that? Yes, we are. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Uh, next up, we got two more round one. Uh, this one. So this one here, we truly could not be comparing two more, more opposite movies. We got apples and oranges here. Um, we got Wallace and Gromit, The Wrong Trousers, and we got Shogun Assassin. We do. And, uh... It's your pick, Dan. We know it. The audience knows it. Wallace Wallace and Gromit. It's Wallace and Gromit. I mean, I'm not... I don't know if you're doing a bit here. I'm not. I'm not doing a bit. So I love Shogun Assassin. uh, One of the best villains. Shogun... Yeah. Shogun Assassin is... Obviously, that's the first movie we did for the pod. I mean, that was like one of the movies that kind of gave us the idea to do this podcast. Um, It's a great flick. It's cool. 
It's oozing with style, and it beats out almost everything on this list for me. That being said... It beats off a lot of stuff. All right. That being said, Wallace and Gromit, The Wrong Trousers, is legitimately like one of my favorite movies ever made. I cannot wait for round two because you're going to have a meltdown. Ah, I know, man. Um, This is a movie that I can just put on any time. It's the most rewatchable. It's so easy to watch. It makes you feel good. Yeah, it makes makes you feel great. If I've had a crappy day, I just come home, throw on Wallace and Gromit, wrong trousers. Feathers McGraw with a pistol? He's a That's cool. Epic motherfucker. I heard there's a cameo of him in the Chicken Run movie. So I started watching, or I, I was going to watch Chicken Run 2 the other day, and then I was like, damn, I got to rewatch Chicken Run 1. And I got like halfway through, and then I fell asleep. Not That's because it was We're bad, but I was just tired. But Chicken Run 1 is dope. Wallace and Wallace Gromit. Wallace and Gromit, Nick Park, the legend. Did you see that tweet that came out recently that was like, Nick Park is running out of clay? And yeah. I was just like, dude, I will... I will that that will be my thirteenth reason why. He brother. said some shit that was like, "Oh, it's like the original clay that I used. I still have clay." Because <laughs> there is a new Wallace and Gromit coming out. He's working on it. Thank you. I'll be there opening fucking night, brother. That'd be cool if it gets put in cinema. Are you fucking kidding? Of course it will. It's a Whoa. beloved institution. Whoa, we're not British. I'll fly over there to go. <laughs> I will fly to Reading, England, to go see fucking. <laughs> All right. Uh, That's dedication. And, yeah, and uh, the last, the last, the last <laughs> one. I promise these were randomly generated, but the last, um, the last bracket for round one, uh, we have the good, the bad, and the ugly versus Dark City. My favorite movie of all time versus the the punchline of this podcast. Obviously, we're going with Dark City. Yeah, I will say this: there are. A we com- should leave the good, bad, and the ugly behind because it will be a lot of shit. No, don't give it to the good, the, the good, bad, the bad, and the, and the ugly. ugly is moving on. I will say this. I would probably pick Dark City over some of these movies just for the fact that there are a couple movies in here. Um, just off the off the top of my head, just looking, I would say probably Blade of the Immortal, probably Pitch Black, um, Edge of Coral, Fantastic Four... Ricky O. Movies that are like, they're not great, but they're not bad enough. They hit, they fall in that weird middle ground where they're like pretty good for one watch, but it's not like so bad that you want to like hate watch it. Dark City, I could watch, rewatch endlessly because I hate it so much and just want to make fun of it. It sucks. It yeah. sucks. It's a pile of shit. The Matrix is cool. Uh-huh. Dark City is not cool. Right. I, uh, this is confirmed. I hope Dark City 2 comes out so we can shit Why? on it. Why? 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 (laughs) All right. So we have a couple of uh, that we need to do here just to uh, make up for the bracket is all fucked up because we didn't have because of the amount of the number of movies. Um, So we got to do like a kind of a round one and a half here before we get to round two. Uh, So first up is um, Escape from New York versus Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back. I mean, you even got to say it. Yeah. Star Wars is moving on. That's an easy one. Shout out to George Lucas. Weird pervert. Thank you for existing. Is he? No, he seems chill. He seems like a chill old man. He got photographed in like a subway recently. Like a a subway restaurant. (laughs) He's just like me for real. Yeah, he was eating subway. 
I hope he enjoyed his Italian BMT. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, we got to do uh, next up: Dawn of the Dead versus Hard Boiled for round one point five. I I fear there's some dissension coming. I'm going Dawn of the Dead. Well, I am going Hard Boiled. Both are great movies. There's yeah. no wrong answer. There is a wrong answer, and it's Dawn of the Dead. Don't don't kick George Romero while he's down, man. He's already fucking dead. It's his dawn. It, you, you know, he might rise any day. Um, here's here's my thing about this. Hard boiled is probably one of the most underrated movies of all time. It has influenced so much, but I think because it was a foreign movie that came out before the dawn of like the internet doesn't get the respect and credit that it deserves, even though it had such a massive impact on all action movies moving forward. Dawn of the Dead, while I think it's a great movie, it is a, probably a little bit overrated. If you think about the quality of the movie as a... All right, don't make that face at me. If you think about the quality of the movie, which is a good movie, but compared to like how many people you see wearing like Dawn of the Dead shirts and like you could go in... Quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a bit. So that's my argument for saying Blade Runner or Hard Boiled should should pass. I think Dawn of the Dead should pass. Okay, state your case. Maybe the best zombie movie. Great, a cast of only three people, realistically, <laughs> and it's incredible. They carry the movie. You don't dislike the main characters. You want them to succeed, and some of them do. Some don't. It's and like the spawned. Even more zombie movies, you know? You get a lot of dog shit because of it, unfortunately. Yeah. But also with Hard Boiled 2, you get a lot of dog shit because of it as well. Yeah, maybe. And I mean, this is probably George Romero's best movie. Unfortunately. He peaked pretty early. Day of the Dead is good. After that, it's kind of downhill. I haven't seen that many John Woo movies besides Hard Boiled... And Mission Impossible 2. You never seen Face Off, bro? Oh, Face Off, yeah. I forgot I did that. That movie's awesome. Uh, but I think in the the grand scheme of things, it's just... It's Dawn of the Dead. I think it's a better movie. I, I don't agree. You haven't swayed me, but I don't know if I feel strongly enough about it to want to use one of my vetoes here. Okay. So it's Dawn of the Dead. Uh, we could check the numbers. Let's check the numbers. You want to check the numbers? Let's check the numbers. Let's go to the numbers. And we are going to the numbers. All right. So, our Dawn of the Dead episode had 57 complete plays. Thank you to the one person that listened 57 times. Our... Uh, let me find it here. What fucking movie are you talking about? <laughs> our hard-boiled hard episode... Let's see. Had slightly under that. Wow. So, Dawn of the Dead... Has more plays than hard boiled. So 
Congrats, George Romero. Dawn of the Dead is moving on. I'm not happy about that, but I guess we do have to give the people some sort of voice. It's a dope movie. All right. uh, Next, we're moving on to the other side of the bracket for our little 2.5 action over here. We got Godzilla 2000 versus Mad Max 2. Dan, you want to get started on this? Mad Max 2. Godzilla 2000, like you said, is one of the more middle rated ones. Um, And Mad Max 2 is a journey. One man's quest to kick ass. Yeah, I'm with you on that. We can we can we can move Mad Max 2 along to the next round. There we go. All right. clap. Next one. I feel like you're gonna have a harder time with this than I am. No. But our next 1.5, uh, round 1.5 is gonna be uh, Die Hard versus The Matrix. Die Hard. No fucking way. You really you put Die Hard. You think Die Hard's better than The Matrix? Maybe I do. Brother, I can't tell if you're doing a bit right now. Who's to say? Are you actually picking? Try, are you actually? <laughs> what do you? You don't smile at me like that. Are, it's Die Hard. No way, man. It's got to be the Matrix. Listen, are you dude. using the veto? Yeah, I'm gonna use the veto. Though. <laughs> Listen, dude. The Matrix is the one of the top three most influential movies on this list. Think about everything that the Matrix has has influenced as far as like all right so our fucking batteries died on our shit um we're back we actually overloaded dan overloaded them with his moronic take the we're we're i'm using my veto the matrix has to (laughs) beat die hard man (laughs) the matrix comes out in what 1999 it sets the whole stage for the whole y2k vibe bro yeah like not only just it being an action but like how many like mind-blowing sci-fi movies like whoa type sci-fi movies come out after that the fucking like the like hackers soundtrack vibes the fucking leather the slow-mo the bullet time the computer aesthetic dude this like it's also just like both movies are great movies die hard is like die hard is great for what it is and the matrix is great for what it is the Matrix is so much more of an impressive feat than Die Hard is. Sure. Fuck you. All right. Sorry, Bruce. All right, The Matrix is moving if on. If you die tomorrow, you know whose fault it is. Yeah. You know who you can haunt. <laughs> All right. All right, so now we're moving on to round two. First, first matchup in round two. We got sci- butt fucked. sci-fi versus sci-fi. We got the Empire Strikes Back versus Tremors. What are you thinking? Out of the gate. It's Empire. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... One it, of the best sequels ever made. Yeah. Um, it's hard to really want to pick against it at all. Both of them are part of a franchise. Um, One franchise... Has one good movie. One franchise has three good movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's it's got to be Empire. I, I, I'm curious, like, I wonder how many people there are out there who wouldn't admit that Empire Strikes Back is an incredible movie just because it's a Star Wars movie and they're Star Wars haters. It's a fucking space opera. Yeah, but I mean, those type of motherfuckers got to be out there. I mean, there is... They're, they're Star Wars fair, haters. I'm not, saying I'm, I'm not saying I'm picking Tremors 
over Empire, but there is probably something to be said about the fact that Tremors, like I said, its strongest point is its rewatchability. It's so easy and fun to watch. Empire's in the middle of a trilogy. You you gotta watch three movies. You gotta watch five movies. Yeah. You gotta watch episode one, two, three, four. No, you gotta watch four, five, six is what I'm getting at. But don't forget Solo. But yeah, so Empire is moving on. Congrats again, George Lucas. The people love you. All right, next up, second matchup for round two. This one's fucked. We got Blade Runner versus Army of Darkness. It's it's Blade Runner. Yeah, I mean, that's I, another, I, so many of these movies are really influential. Blade Runner is, we keep saying that, Blade Runner is up there. I got a VHS copy of Blade Runner. I don't have one of Army of Darkness. You probably don't get The Matrix without Blade Runner. Yeah, for sure. Um, You don't get a lot of things without Blade Runner. It sucks to see Army of Darkness go because it's such a fun movie. But at the end of the day, like... You might not even get Star Wars without Blade Runner. Actually, no, that's not true. Star Wars predates it. Yeah, I think it does. It definitely does. It is what it is. (laughs) You don't get Alien without Star Wars. Good job. Right, Blade Runner, moving on. All right, next up, we have The Thing, and we have Dawn of the Dead. I wasted that veto. It's going straight to The Thing. Yeah, I mean... And these and the movies now are getting... It's interesting, because the movies now are getting a little bit... We're, we're, now that movies are getting weeded out, the matchups are getting a little bit more... Like, we're not comparing apples and oranges anymore, you know? It's getting harder. Yeah. Pause. Great. Um... But yeah, The Thing, I mean, Dawn of the Dead, fun movie. The Thing is, I mean, just alone on, we we went up so in detail about it on the episode, but there's not enough that can be said about, like, the practical effects in The Thing. And I feel like that sets it apart from everything else. Funny enough, I feel like some of the themes cross over. I think The Thing does it a little bit better. What, from Dawn of the Dead? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. They're both, like, older, kind of, like, sci-fi action monster movies. And uh, that also kind of look at, like, the psychological aspect of being kind of, like, trapped in this place by this these monsters. Or, in the Thing's case, one monster. Um, the Thing is just a much more sophisticated movie than Dawn of the Dead. That sounds stupid. It's high art. It sounds stupid to say that when talking about these two movies, but it really, it's a lot Listen, more. It's the same themes tackled in a much more highbrow way. Here's the deal. One movie has Kurt Russell. One movie has Keith David. Yeah, but I mean, Escape from New York had Kurt Russell, and that barely made it out of round one. Yeah, but it didn't have Keith David. Fair enough. Congrats to Johnny C's... The thing. Yeah. All right. This next one is going to be hard for me. I know what the answer is, but... Alien versus... Shin Shin Godzilla Godzilla versus Alien. Um, Alien. Alien. I'm I'm not so quick to to just concede that. I am. Alien. You know, it's kind of funny because Shin Godzilla is more of like an alien movie than it is a Godzilla movie. Yeah. Which is kind of ironic. Since it's going up against Alien. Yeah. But Shin Godzilla is pretty dope. But Alien's yeah. better. That is like, that's the holy grail 
Is that the holy grail for you, brother? For this list? Yep. All right. Well, I think, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where like, I'm just such a Godzilla stan that I, I, I want to say Godzilla. I want to say Shin Godzilla, but I know objectively Alien is just, a, it's, it's Alien, it's unbeatable. So we do have to go Alien. It literally is unbeatable. Yeah. So we do have to go Alien. Um, yeah. Clap it up, buddy. Clap it up. All right, next up. <laughs> We got Mad Max 2. We're going to the other side of the bracket now. We got Mad Max 2 versus Nope. I'm going to go Nope. I'm going to also go Nope. I was fully expecting, funny. <laughs> I was expecting us to get into an argument. Listen, man. I think Nope is a more enjoyable movie to watch overall. Nope. It does, it does kind of teeter off a little bit, but I think Nope is a lot more... I think it's a lot easier to watch than Mad Max 2. Nope was my movie of the year 2022. What was the second movie of the year? I don't remember. Interesting. I'd have to I'd have to like go back and really take a gander, but off the top of my head, that was my favorite movie that came out in 2022. I love that fucking movie. And Mad Max 2 is a movie that you watch once and you get everything you get from it. Nope is a movie that you watch more than once and you get more and more out of it every time. And I feel like that contributes to I I know I keep saying this, but rewatchability is such a big factor. In which of these movies I'm picking over the other ones. I also want to preface it's not because it's a newer movie. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if a movie is ancient or not. Yeah, no, we don't care about that. Uh, I just think Nope is a lot more rewatchable. Citizen Kane is better than Dark City. Actually, I think Dark City is way more entertaining than Citizen I, Kane. I just pick... All right, whatever. Okay. Rosebud. Any, Rosebud, any, my balls. Any, any, <laughs> any movie with the, with the Three Stooges in it is better than Dark City. My my mom grew up around the corner from the Three Stooges. There's a bar right here on the corner by the house that says it's the birthplace of Larry Fine. From Did the you know Three they Stooges. weren't brothers? They're cousins. Who's your favorite Stooge? Mo. You're such a bootlicker, bro. <laughs> you like the one that's the boss, and he pushes the other two around. Strong male presence. What about Curly? Curly's good. What about Larry? Every family's got the oddball. What about Shimp? <laughs> you know about Shimp? Yes. The I am Stooge? Shimp. You're not Shimp. He's actually the brother of... Uh, it's Mo and Shimp are brothers and the other two are cousins, I think. Gee, these motherfuckers. They grew up around the corner from my mom. It's crazy. She used All to right. see them. And... Uh, I forget who else. It'll come back to me. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Richard Simmons. This episode is fucked up, bro. Richard We're... Simmons lived around the corner from my mom. All right, so... You don't fuck with Richard Simmons? Not particularly. Oh. Uh, me neither. All right. Um, <laughs> so... Jordan Jordan Pilma. Yeah, nope. Nope is advancing. Wow, nope made it further than I expected it to. It's making it to, to round three. The, the, the uh, quarterfinals. All right, next up, we got Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Blade Runner 2049. Say what you got to say, buddy, because I'm here to argue with you all day. If you, if you Blade Runner 2049. All right, thank God. Um, or it could be Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm going Blade Runner. But I could go Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, you couldn't. <laughs> this is, I mean, everything that I said about the prestige, I say about Blade Runner 2049, except it has all of the story beats and the character development and the cast, but it also has style out the ass, and it has great 
visual flair and all the things that Texas Chainsaw Massacre does not have. Brian Gosling. Brian Gosling. All right, Blade Runner 2049. Thank God we got Texas Chainsaw Massacre the fuck out of there. New Ryan Gosling movie, new personality. What? I don't know what you even really mean. When you watch that. Drive, you'll understand, young man. Oh, all right, whatever. Weird bastard. When you get to Drive, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. All right, next up, we got The Matrix versus 310 to Yuma. 310 to Yuma. What? Really? Now, this is a crazy role reversal here. I, w- I would think that, if anything, it would be <laughs> you arguing against 310 to Yuma and me arguing against the Matrix. I have to go Matrix. And you know if I'm picking it over a Western, that's how you know how much I love it. Are you not, like, a huge Matrix guy? Sometimes you just want to be a, a little bit of a dickhead. Oh, you're just being a fucker. Yeah. I'm allowed to be. We're trying to make the best movie win here, brother. I think 310 is a better movie. State your case. Kurt Russell. Just kidding, Russell Crowe. Yeah, Kurt Russell's not even in it, man. <laughs> this dude's got I have brain damage. Uh, I think 310 to Yuma is... Uh, I think it's a lot e- easier to watch. I think The Matrix, it's pretty long. I think for me, personally, it feels long. I don't rewatch The Matrix that often. But The Matrix is a more memorable movie, if that's fair. Yeah. The Matrix does take a lot of investment. Of your time and your energy. It is very long. I didn't realize that until we re- rewatched it, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. But it's worth... It, the payoff, it, the juice is worth the squeeze, for sure. That's a, cool, that's a cool phrase. It's such a cool phrase. Who, who taught you that? Webster. The dictionary? I don't know why I would learn a phrase from a dictionary. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I think... I, I want to go Matrix, man, and I can't believe that you're really going to do this, but... I don't know, man. You feel that you feel that strongly about Three Ten to Yuma being a better movie? Not enough to use my Vita. Shall we see who got more? Uh, I mean, I'll tell you right now because when we do Western episodes on here, nobody listens. to Yeah, the it's gonna be it's gonna be the Matrix. So let me look right now. Let me see here. The Matrix. Oh, the Matrix is one of our most played episodes, and. 310 to Yuma is decent, but The Matrix has almost double what 310 to Yuma has. So, the people have spoken, and The Matrix wins. Congrats to the Wachowskis. Thank you for pissing on your legacy. Moving on. All right, next up. Here's where you're going to have a fucking brain aneurysm. So my God. Break my heart, brother. This my, is my two favorite movies. This is a, there are two wolves inside you type situation. You want me to go first? We got Wallace and Gromit. All right, man. We got The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and we got Wallace and Gromit. You want me to go first and make it easy for you? Go ahead. Wallace and Gromit. Come on, man. (laughs) I love Wallace and Gromit, obviously. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly is, I've said this before, I feel like it's the greatest movie ever made. That's an investment. You know who agrees with me? A little director you may have heard of named Quentin Tarantino. He also says it's the greatest movie ever made. Yeah, but that motherfucker loves feet. So what? Sometimes a motherfucker just loves feet, bro. I don't respect that. This is neither here nor there. I don't put respect on that. <sighs> I put respect on Feathers McGraw. That's where my loyalty lies. I'm using my veto. I'm, I'm going the good, the bad, and the ugly. Imagine if there was a crossover with Tuco and Feathers McGraw. Tuco and Feathers McGraw really aren't so different. Two sides of the same coin. Yin and yang. Imagine them teaming up. My God. 
All right. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write that in. Tuco is Feathers McGraw. Okay. Who's Gromit? That's what I'm trying to figure out here. I think. I think Clint Eastwood. Ha- I think Blondie has to be Gromit, and Angel Eyes has to be Wallace. Wallace is not evil. He's just stupid. He's just stupid. But Angel Eyes is really not stupid. I guess none of them are really any of them except Feathers McGraw is definitely Tuco. Uh, who's Feathers McGraw between us? Is it me? Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. You're a son of a bitch. And you're also part penguin. Fuck it, we ball. I'm sweaty. Yeah, I see that. Dap this man up and the, you could see the sweat fly off his hand. Felt good. Jewish sweat. Not many have it anymore. I don't know what that even means, brother, but okay. All right. The good, the bad, and the ugly is moving on. I have one veto left. You have one veto left, right? Or did we use our veto? No, we both have one left. All right. All right. All right. So now we're here at the semifinals. And we have some really good ones here. Um, Interestingly enough, almost everything we have left is some sort of sci-fi movie. Besides the good, the bad, and the ugly, which really speaks to uh, what you and I are into, I think. Dudes and capes. Yeah. All right. Dudes with space guns. So first up, we have Empire Strikes Back versus Blade Runner. I don't know where I'm at on this one. I know where I'm at. We got to do some discussion here. I know where I'm at. All right. You can sell me then. I'm going with Blade Runner, specifically the director's cut. Okay. Because it has all the extra shit that you need for the story. Okay. If we're going off Blade Runner with the theatrical cut, it's not the same. Not even close. Yeah. No, it's but not. But this is for the director's cut. But you could say the same thing about Empire. You could really make a case for that. If you watched the version of Empire Strikes Back that came out in theaters in the 80s, as opposed to whatever the most recent version of Empire Strikes Back. Oh, the Back, original one's vastly superior. With all these weird little fucking CGI critters. That's bullshit. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks that he did that. Yeah, it does. I forgot that he did that nonsense. Yeah, he's a fucker. I had, I had the, this is a little tangent, but I had the 90s where he first did the CGI effects where like you see Han Solo's head just like kind of like slide over and his neck extends. That. Yeah. When, I don't know uh, about when that Glove one. Shido goes to shoot him and Tatooine. What are you just saying things, dude? Who's the fucking guy that tr- shoots him and then Han shoots G- fucking Greedo? Yeah, Glub Shido. Glub Shido is, is, <laughs> ma- is a made-up character. It's not a real character. I know. God, dude, I don't know. Every Star Wars character is Glub Shido. I don't know what, what... I don't know about you. But yeah, you know, if man. you... I'll show you this after. Uh, you can see his head just like slide and it looks like someone just like clicked and dragged and then Th- put his head back. That's probably what they did. Like that when they were first doing those fucking bullshit like... They've done so many rounds of like, all right, we're gonna go. It's it's almost like it feels like every decade they go back and they're like, let's see how the CGI technology has fucking improved, and and they make these bullshit ass edits. It's crazy. The original one looked perfect. Why yeah. change it? Because George Lucas is a fucker. Fuck you, George Lucas. Blade Runner. <laughs> Here's the thing about yes, Blade Runner. You sold me. Here's the thing about George Lucas. He has good ideas. But he cannot be surrounded by yes men. Yeah, when, Jar Jar Binks. When, yeah, when he's surrounded by yes men, you get the weird CGI updates of the original trilogy. You get the prequel trilogy. You just get bullshit. You need to have somebody there to rein him in and distill his ideas. 
and cut the wheat from the chaff. For the original trilogy, he only directed A New Hope, right? Yeah. He All did. the other movies were handled by someone else. Irving right? Kirshner is the guy who did uh, Empire. And I forget who did... Did he do Return of the Jedi? Lucas? Yeah. He might have. I think he only directed A New Hope for the original. And then for the prequels, that's all in his hands. Well, there's a quick way to find out. We're going to consult our favorite application. Return of the Jedi. Directed by Richard Marquand. Yep, there you go. Who the fuck is that? Uh, I, don't <sighs> know, I don't know what any of these fucking movies are, brother. You don't know what Freaky Friday is? He didn't do Freaky Friday. Where do you see that? You're just saying things. <laughs> Jesus, I can't stand your ass, bro. Um, yeah. Uh, that being said, we are we're not looking at all of them. We're just looking at Empire here. Uh, so it is close. And I'll say this too: Blade Runner. You don't need companion pieces to yeah, it. You can just watch nice. it. Even the theatrical cut. It might not be the definitive version, but you can still get through with it and understand the story start to finish. Yeah. With Empire, if you go into it blind, you'd be like, who's Luke Skywalker? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. What's this Yeti thing? What's the deal with all these Jedi? All right, Blade Runner is moving on to the... To the I love hitting this button. To the semifinals. All I right, can't believe it. Next up. I is, don't want to do is, this one. This one is Dan's personal 9-11. Um, My second one. And this is, this is really interesting because we have The Thing and Alien. And these are two movies that are so similar in so many ways so it's like appropriate that they would get lined up this is like realistically the only one on here this is obviously just for fun but this is the only one on here that has any actual sense comparing the movies this directly because they're so similar in so many ways personally I would go Alien but I think both movies are great the, the only reason that I am inclined to go Alien as opposed to going The Thing is because The Thing, while it has quickly become one of my favorite movies, it is a movie that I discovered recently for the first time. You know, uh, Alien's a movie I've been watching for years. So it has more of kind of a connection with me. So I'll let you, I'm going to step aside and I'm going to let you discuss these two movies, compare and contrast. Do your thing and let us know which one you pick to move on to the next round. I just want to point out, Alien came out in 1979 and The Thing was in 1982. The leap in special effects is crazy between both movies. I mean, Alien is kind of funny because it's just a guy in a suit, mostly. There's not really that many animatronics besides maybe the mouth of the Xenomorph. If that even is an animatronic, it could have just been some guy like pushing... Like the mouth out, um, but is the, the chest burster an animatronic or no? Oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, the face hugger is probably animatronic in the the chest burster part. Yeah. But that also has one of the best reveals in a movie because nobody knew what the alien looked like going into the movie. Like the trailers didn't reveal anything. Yeah, they were doing like a Jaws thing, and the actress that fainted actually fainted on set because she was not aware of the scare that was going to occur. Uh, both movies have incredible casts, especially like the characters written into it. There's no character where you're like, oh my God, this guy fucking sucks. I can't wait till he gets killed off. You're like, oh fuck, they got Wilford Brimley. <laughs> God. This one's hard. I, I have to go with Alien simply because 
it is my favorite movie. But this does not take away anything from the thing. Uh, that's still a, a masterpiece of horror movies. And there's not really much that compares, even still. It is a movie that transcends time. Unfortunately, Alien has more time against it. I think if the thing came out first, that is what I would go with. Fair enough. Fair so enough. we're going with so we're going with Alien. We're going with Ridley Scott's Alien. All right. Hit the clapping. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Napoleon would have been here if we saw it. If anybody saw it. Facts. All right, next up we have two modern sci-fi movies. We got Nope and we got Blade Runner 2049. I gotta go with Blade Runner 2049. It's yeah. a masterpiece. Yeah, I think it's I somehow do too. a modern masterpiece. Um, there ain't much better in modern sci-fi that is even close to that. Yeah, there ain't much. Is this a, is this is Denny right? Yeah. God, man. He him. Uh, Yorgos Lanthimos. And I guess Christopher Nolan are like the best modern filmmakers and. PTA. He hasn't done much in a, in a couple of years, but besides licorice pizza. What about Michael Bay? Pain and Gain's pretty dope. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. You've never seen Pain and Gain? No. Dude, Pain and Gain's awesome. We Are should there do explosions that. explosions in it? Oh, yeah. It's actually a good movie. It's based on a true story. Mark Wahlberg's in it. He's ripped. Did you see? Did you see that tweet that Mark Wahlberg made where he was just like, if I was on the planes, 9-11 wouldn't have gone down like that. <laughs> you ever see his workout routine? No, but I'm sure it's awesome. It's like I wake up at 5 in the morning, I drink two raw eggs, I work out, take a nap, have breakfast, hang out with my kids, go to golf, come home, work out, dinner, sleep. He does it all again the next day. Fair enough. All right, so... Yeah, Blade Runner 2049 beating out Nope. I think that's... I, I, I like Nope a lot. I think Nope is, like I said, my favorite movie of 2022. Blade Runner 2049 is like a generational movie. It's like the one time in history when they've revived a, a what, f at that point, f almost 40-year-old franchise. 30 or 40, whatever, I, I have to look, year-old franchise, and did a sequel, and it actually was not only not a colossal failure, but... Probably better than the first one. Yeah. I mean, how many times they tried to revive a Blade Runner sequel and it actually happened, then you're like, oh, this builds upon everything that was given to you yeah. and more. Yeah. And it's stylish. It is quite It looks stylish. pretty. It does look very pretty. For Ryan Gosling. All right. And Harrison Ford. <laughs> Next up, the last uh, semifinal round. Or the last quarterfinal round. I don't know. Looking at this bracket hurts my, my brain. Um, I guess this would be the quarterfinals. Uh, the Matrix versus the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. What do you think, Dan? I'm going with the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah, I mean, that, that one, that's a pretty obvious choice for me, too. How many um, movies have we watched this year that do the quote from Tuco? Or no, not Tuco, uh... Uh, if you're gonna shoot, shoot. Don't talk. That is Tuco. Yeah, we've we've watched a couple movies that have stolen that. Think about that. Yeah, that's a very iconic scene. All right. Yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Moving on. I mean, I love the Matrix. It is generational. It is so influential. But the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
is another one of those movies. And I mean, now that we've, we're reaching the end here, these are all incredible movies. It sucks that any of them have to get the axe. Um, but The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly is, uh, I've said it again. I've said it a million times. It's my favorite movie ever made. I think it's the best movie ever made. It's Italian. Sure is. It's Italian. Matrix, sure is. not Italian. Right. It's fucking Italian. Not, that's, yeah, you know. Are the, well, the, Kowski, the Wachowskis are probably Polish, I would, I would. They could be Polish, Ukrainian, Mediterranean, who knows. Not Italian, though. Not Italian. It ends with a, with a vowel, so maybe. No, it's definitely Polish. It ends yeah, with I the know, ski. I know, I know. Whoa. Ski. <laughs> God. My fault. All right. Next up, we're uh, moving on to the uh, first battle of the semifinals here. And this is a tough one. We got Ridley Scott versus Ridley Scott. We got Blade Runner versus Alien. He's up riddling his Scott. I don't feel good about that one. No, that one was lazy. That was a low brow joke. You can do better. <laughs> He's diddling his squat. Move I'm sorry. On. Move on from this. I'm sorry. It's right. alien. Yeah, I mean, I probably am going to say, I, I think I agree with you. Um, Blade Runner would not have happened without Alien. Yeah, that's fair. Um, if Alien wasn't a hit, there would be no Blade Runner. Because Ridley Scott would have never adapted the book. That's fair. Taking away all that context. Alien, there's no... There's like a director's cut, but it doesn't really add too much. So the original theatrical movie is perfect. Blade Runner, you need... Uh, you don't need it, but the director's cut really adds the extra layer that yeah. is required to fully understand the story. I agree. Jeez, uh, I'm going to keep yawning. Also, there is an argument to be made. There's a knock on Blade Runner in that people say the story is like kind of flimsy as far as like there's, it's not really a plot-driven movie, which is like fine. You don't always have to watch a movie for the plot. Sometimes you watch a movie, you're, you get like a human experience from watching a movie and like seeing the character development, which is like the more important part of Blade Runner. And like sometimes the, a movie can look good, the, the subtext and the visuals and everything. But Alien kind of has all that stuff. It also has an incredible plot that like kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat. Blade Runner doesn't really keep you on the edge of your seat. It's just kind of like you're watching it and you're just like kind of dazzled and wowed by everything going on. But like Alien is like. It's fucking intense. It's high octane the whole time. You know what's crazy too? Two of the best movie villains. Roy Betty and the Xenomorph. Yeah. Going head to head. Yeah. Um I think I, I think I like the Xenomorph more just because it's an unstoppable killing machine, essentially. Yeah. But the fucking speech, man. Tears in the rain. Speech is incredible. That is poetry. Yeah. So, but Alien is winning. Alien is not a poem. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm picking Alien, but it is by a very, very small margin. I would not be mad at Blade Runner beating out Alien. No. And this is one of those where, like, depending on the day, I might pick one over the other. That's fair. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But Alien is beating off Blade Runner. You're a pervert. Enough with this beating off... Oh, 
right. Pause. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. The other side, this is going to be... This is going to piss you off. God, man. We got Blade Runner 2049 going up against the good, the bad, and the ugly. Blade Runner 2049. I am more partial to sci-fi movies. I did not see the good, the bad, and the ugly until this year. I was a day one Blade Runner 2049 guy in the theater with maybe seven other people. <laughs> uh, I've had a lot more time with Blade Runner 2049, and rewatching it made me realize, wow, this isn't just a great sequel. This is one of the best sci-fi movies ever made. Yeah. Um, and you get Batista with the little glasses? This, you don't get that in The Good, this, The Bad, The Ugly. That's true. This pains me because my, my heart says The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. It is my favorite movie of all time. But my head knows that objectively, objectively, I, I have to do, I have to do Blade Runner 2049. I just think it's a more universally appealing movie. And, and like, when it comes down to it, so, okay, so both movies are phenomenal. Both movies are one of, if not the best movie in their genre. Both movies are cinematic, like, technical achievements for their time and place. Both movies are movies that are long. They take a lot of investment in time. So it's not like one is necessarily more rewatchable than the other. Um, Both of them are movies that are sequels or prequels, whatever, to other movies, but you don't necessarily have to watch those other movies. No, you can get by with Blade Runner 2049 without ever seeing Blade Runner. Same with The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. You don't have to see the first two. I never saw the first two, and I followed it along. Um, both movies are incredible. They're iconic. Two insanely good protagonists played by two highly prolific actors. Yeah, they're both right there. These movies are almost equal for me. Me, personally, I do like The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly more, like I said, but that's just personal preference. Looking at it objectively, I think what it comes down to for me is that I would feel more confident telling a random passerby off the street like you could i could walk up to any person on the street and be like you should watch blade runner 2049 if you haven't seen it and feel confident that they're going to come away enjoying it as to where the good the bad and the ugly is not going to be for everyone and and that's something that like i can kind of reckon with a little bit you know what i mean i think the length of the movie is its biggest enemy well blade runner 2049 is pretty it's long two and too. a half is it that much shorter than fucking? Yeah, yeah. It's about two and a half hours. Whereas, what's the good, the good, the bad, and the ugly? Three and a half. Is yeah, it, is it? It's three and a half hours. That's a lot to ask for. Anything over three hours is a hard ask. Yeah. For like the average viewer, and again, my my pick is Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Just. Solely based on my enjoyment of the the movie, yeah. Compared to the good, the bad, and the ugly, yeah. But at the end of the day, it, that's a classic movie. Like, it, it's not really. There's no wrong answer here. Um, I, it's a blueprint. Yeah. Whereas Blade Runner twenty forty nine is just kind of a a modern take on an old tale. Yeah. But it does it in a way that feels new. They're so neck and neck, but I think um, I think I can agree with you. It's like I I personally again I would pick the good, the bad, and the ugly, but I'm okay. Blade Runner twenty forty nine is so close behind it, 
I'm okay with conceding that. I would, I can go home tonight and finish Blade Runner 2049. I would have to put the good, the bad, and the ugly on hold and then finish it tomorrow morning. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Which brings us to our final. Yep. Wow. This one is pathetically easy for me, unfortunately. Really? Okay. So our final is Alien and Blade Runner 2049. I'm just going with Alien because Blade Runner 2049 would not exist without Alien. It's crazy to think about because without Alien, Ridley Scott's career would not have been what it is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was his first theatrical movie. It's so crazy to think about that. Just coming right out of the gate and being like, yep, here is a defining horror sci-fi movie that is just this lone entity that you can watch on its own. And then the sequel comes out and we'll get there. And, uh, you know, without... Without Alien, you don't get you don't get a good chunk of things on this list without Alien too. Yeah, which is kind of crazy to think about the influence that that movie has had, not just in horror movies or sci-fi movies, but like even action movies is pretty crazy. Yeah, I think both movies are just as good as one another, but I I, I would agree we have to go with Alien. It's a little bit more classical and it's not influential. A sequel. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, so Alien is the winner. Pretty, some some difficulty. Yeah, some hard some hard picks, but I think it was all pretty smooth. Um, Alien is fair as a winner. I have no complaints about that. I have absolutely no complaints whatsoever about Alien being our uh, 2023 movie of 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 the year as far as movies that we we watched. Yeah, I mean, I probably watch it like two times a year. So yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's got, like I said about 2049 versus the good, the bad, and the ugly, Alien's got universal appeal. You could show it to a horror movie fan. You could show it to a sci-fi fan. You could show it to an action movie fan. And I feel like most people will find something to enjoy about this movie. It has, like I said when we were comparing it to Blade Runner, it has so much style and everything, but it also... It's got like the popcorn flick vibe where it's just like high energy. You're on the edge of your seat the whole time. I think the second half of the movie is the the popcorn part. Whereas yeah. the first part, you're like, what the fuck is going on? What is this place that they landed on? What are, What's this egg? Yeah. Oh, what is this thing? Yeah. And then you're like, oh. That becomes... It, it's kind of funny because it, it becomes a proto-slasher movie at that point. Yeah. But Fair enough. I wouldn't say it's a slasher. No, it's like a monster movie. Yeah. Creature feature. Alien. Congrats, Alien. Mr. Scott. Yeah, you did it. I don't forgive you for Napoleon. A lot of things, but yeah. uh, I don't forgive you for Covenant, but we'll get there next year. So uh, that's wrapping things up. Uh, next week, we're dropping the second part of our year-end movie, which is our, our year-end coverage, which is our mega episode. We're going to talk about everything we liked in 2023 as far as movies, as games, far as games, music, hardcore, TV, everything. Bits. Dude. I'm over bits. No, you're not. This is a bit that you're doing now. I'm over bits. Before we go, though, so one thing we are uh, that is in the works is uh, we got uh, we checked in and heard from a shitload of friends of the pod. Um, we got calls from a bunch of friends, um, some people we play in bands with. 
Um, a bunch some of people, enemies. Some enemies. Uh, a bunch of people who have been on the pod in the past. Uh, just just friends of the pod in general. Um, so we wanted to uh, give you guys a little sneak peek and put one of the, one of the submissions uh, in this episode at the end here, so you can know what to expect. So uh, we got a year end check in from our good friend Bob Wilson, which is funny because he was here in person like forty five minutes ago. I'm so glad he did his year end check while he was here. Yeah, yeah, he did it very quickly. Sure, very concisely. Yeah. So uh, let's listen now. We got a we got a little submission. We got a call from Mr. Bob Wilson himself. He's gonna drop some knowledge about 2023. Yo, what's up? This is Bob Wilson, a loyal listener of the show. Every week, even if I have not seen the movie that the dudes are discussing, um, but I, I enjoy the show, and I just want to say that I cannot believe that. Dan tried saying Jack Black was funny and was never in anything good. Yeah, fuck you, Dan. I guess, uh, I don't know. I've, I've been a fan of his going back to Airborne, where he plays a goalie in this movie about rollerblading about this kid from California that goes to Minnesota. And he's consistently been awesome over the years. And uh, just, just hearing him try to pour dirt on his name was, I don't even know <laughs> what the guy was thinking. But uh, as, as penance for that, you got to hear my favorites and least favorites of the year. So uh, for movies, um, I really like The Killer. It was probably my favorite movie, followed by Infinity Pool. And then I also like John Wick 4, Creed 3, They Clone Tyrone, The Holdovers, Totally Killer, Thanksgiving. And I thought Quiz Lady, Theater Camp, and Bottoms were all super funny. Uh, the worst movie I've seen this year is Scream 6. That movie fucking sucked ass. I cannot believe that people thought it was good. Like, I left the theater infuriated that I sat through the whole fucking thing and then seeing people say it was was good was I don't even know what the hell anybody's thinking but um TV shows I probably watch more TV than all my friends combined so this is an embarrassing that list that I had to uh chop down a little bit but uh Beef Barry the Bear the last snowfall season and the last succession season were all were both uh really good endings to those shows um Baddies is incredible if you haven't seen that I had the pleasure of being at a club where they uh, performed with Bobby Shmurda uh, earlier this year, and it was uh, it was quite a time. Me and me and Matt Carl were in it along with uh, our girls. So uh, if you if you watch that episode, you can you might be able to see us in there. Um, Heels being canceled is ridiculous. That show is awesome. So that pissed me off. The worst show this year is the Morning Show, which I still watch every week for some fucking reason, <laughs> even though it was the worst thing on earth. Righteous Gemstones was a huge step down to me. As somebody who really liked that show, I thought it was not up to previous season standards. Uh, next year, Tulsa King, Curb, and True Detective, I'm fucking psyched for. Um, as far as music, um, the Never Ending Game LP, the Blow Your Brains Out record, Stigmatism, Stingray, Alienator, the Psych War demo, the KOS demo, the Contempt demo, the New Killing Frost, and non-core stuff, I really loved the Homefront and Nuevo Testamento records. I probably butchered that fucking name, but whatever. Um, like, live, like, things that uh, were really good live this year to me was the first KOS set, the Never Again record release, the first Scarab set, all the high-vis shows, Blacklisted, Unbroken, and Shipwreck. Pretty crazy getting to see all three of those bands this year. Um, and then we'll, uh, we'll close it out with... Uh, Angelo's in South Philly is the best food in Philadelphia, and the cannolis at Altamontes in Doylestown are uh, the best cannolis in the world. And uh, yeah, that's that's my list. So uh, thanks to the dudes for having me. 
Wow. Thank you to Mr. Wilson for that uh, epic contribution. Very good. Very good list. We'll be, we'll be getting Mr. Wilson on in 2024 for a full episode. He shall be back. He shall be. He made an appearance. He made two separate appearances on this episode. Once in person and once uh, with his submitted phone call. So we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. For you two... want to talk about, before we wrap up, the five worst movies we've seen this year? From the list? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm going to say uh, the bottom five. Dark City, obviously, is the worst one. Uh, Ricky O, <laughs> um, The Fantastic Four, um, Pitch Black, and, oh no, I'll take back Pitch Black and I'll do Blade of the Immortal and Escape from New York. Those are my five bottom ones that we watched, and I won't get into too much detail, but. Yeah, I can agree with that. That's a good, good summarization of the poop we watched this year. Yeah, I mean, and something like Blade of the Immortal wasn't even terrible, it was just disappointing. Um, Escape from New York was just kind of boring. Ricky O was like. Fun for what it was, but I would never rewatch it in a billion years. I'll watch clips. Yeah. That's a movie you watch clips That's from. That's clips of the flick. Um, yeah, so... Uh, we did it. We did it. We're going to go. Uh, me and Dan are going to watch um, Godzilla vs. Destroya because I got a Blu-ray copy for Christmas. Um, What'd you get for Christmas? A Blu-ray copy of Godzilla vs. Destroya. That's it? Now I got some other shit. I got some uh, jujitsu gear. I got a Chromax gi, pretty pretty stupid and awesome. Uh, I got some Switch games, uh, two Sonic games on Switch. Shout out the little blue guy. Uh, I got Luigi's Mansion three, and I got um, Super Mario three D World plus Bowser's Fury. Nice. And what else did I get? No, that's that's. I got a. Uh, yeah. How about you? What'd you get for Hanukkah? I got okay. Uh, I got a new coffee grinder, and I got a nice little espresso maker. It's espresso. Yeah, it's espresso maker uh-huh. and uh, Nespresso. I got uh, Alan Wake Two, and I love it. I'm having a great time. Dope. Very dope. Um. Yeah, so we're going to go. We're going to go get some food. We're going to watch um, Godzilla vs. Destroya. We're going to see what that crazy sound that's being made somewhere in my apartment is. Lord only knows what it could be. My God. All right. Uh, thanks see you again. at FYA? Yeah, we'll see you at, uh, we'll see you at FYA. And uh, we're, we're dropping the uh, year-end episode. We'll give you a heads up. It's a whopper. It's like two and a half hours long. Um, and if you're traveling to FYA, listen to it on the way. Come say what's up. If you're anywhere on the route for the Warren tour, say what's up. I'll be there. Lennon won't. I won't, but Dan will. Uh, but I'll be there. Dope. I'll be there to discuss movies, music, jokes. Jokes. Not bits. Jokes. All right. That's it. That's it. This is the last episode for the year. Yes, it is. Thank you, guys. And uh, we'll see you uh, with our official end of the year episode next week. Thanks. Peace.